for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. Today, we're going to get over to the newsroom. Of course, we will be touching all NFL draft it will be on this Friday, so we'll be all all over that. We'll continue to look at some uh, teams' draft needs. It's our 43rd episode, and James, I am fresh off my live on-air interview with Andy Ma today. Was that when you snaked me for the interview, I believe? 100%. I said, James is terrible, and I'm great. Let's go to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. First, the LA Rams, and now the Eagles trading up. The Browns have traded the number two pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. They're obviously expected to take a quarterback. The deal is as follows. The Eagles will get the 2016 first round pick from the Browns. That's number two overall. They'll also get a 2017 fourth round pick. A bit of a throw in that one. The Browns will get the Eagles first pick overall. That's number eight. They will also get a third round pick this year. That's 77 overall. Also, they get a fourth-round pick, 100 overall. They're all this year. In 2017, the Browns will get another first-round pick from the Eagles. And in 2018, they get a second-round pick. Overpaid? Yes, 100% overpaid for a Division Two quarterback. Because, Out of North Dakota State. Because that's who they're going to end up with. Goff's probably going to go number one, I'd say. Well, I think the Rams have already made it pretty clear. Um, Howie Roseman had this to say on which quarterback he'd like. It's like vanilla or chocolate, Rube. You know, it's, um, it's like pepperoni pizza or sausage, you know. What do you like better, you know? And that's the, the best part about this is that they're not the same guy. They're, they're different. Um, they're unique in so many ways, and at the same time, they both have some really great traits, and that gives them a chance. I like vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> I thought Howie, Howie there was uh, creepy. Get, I thought he was you know, guest judging on MKR Grand Final last night. I was like, what I the like hell was that? Chocolate. <laughs> there's a, there's a, he's so creepy. I don't know what he's thinking there. Very, very creepy. Um, in terms of from the Brown side, though. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic they're, for them. They're going to put the, the quarterbacking in the hands of RG3, see how he goes. He is a former rookie of the year. It's number two pick in the draft. Let's see how he goes for a season. There will be other quarterbacks as good or better than these guys in, in the next year's draft. If they suck again, which they tend to do, they'll have two picks next year. And the great thing about this is there's no saying the Eagles are going to be good. If they get Carson Wentz and he's an they absolute They could have two bust, top ten picks. They could have two very early picks. Um, the fallout now, Sam Bradford is seeking a trade, and the Eagles are blindsided by the request, apparently. They're not too intelligent over there at Philadelphia, are they? It's What do you expect a quarterback to do? You've just paid him $15 million, and then you and go and... And his backup, $8 million. And back, there's like $25 million in cap. Guaranteed on their quarter, money. Yeah, on their quarterbacks already. And then you go and give up a king's ransom for the number two pick to take another quarterback. You're not doing it for Laramie Tunsil. I'll tell you that much for free. I like vanilla and chocolate. (laughs) Just talking of that, they have to know who LA are taking or you'd you'd never make this trade. Because if you weren't too keen on one or the other or there's a particular one you wanted, you would never, ever make this trade. Well, as um, 
as Howie says, he, he likes vanilla and chocolate. I so like vanilla and chocolate. There it is. He doesn't care which one he gets, apparently. I wake up to that in a nightmare tonight. <laughs> it's a creepy... Either way, it's done now. There's nothing you can do about the trade zone. The Browns are sitting there licking their lips. Um, the Browns are now in a good position and then to get a, a, a really good player still because they're eighth pick. And as we've discussed, there's six top players in this draft, in my opinion. They can still get one of them, maybe Ezekiel Elliott, maybe Joe Bosa, maybe Buckner. One of them's going to fall to them. The The real winners from this trade, though, are the Chargers and the Cowboys. Oh, 100%. The Chargers are now going to get Tunsil. <clears throat> who is the best player in the draft. Um, Rating-wise, he is a future left tackle. It is their biggest need as well. They were kind of weighing up, do we go and take Ronnie Stanley that early, which was going to be way too early to take another, that, that tackle. But now Laramie Tunsil falls into their lap. And then the Cowboys, who don't need a left tackle at all, they get a pick. They get their pick of the bunch. They can take Bosa, Miles um, Jack, um, Ramsey. They can take whoever they want. So oh. they're the real winners. The Eagles now are going to have a shot at possibly getting Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, and I mean, I was talking um, with the Inside the Playbook. Uh, sorry, not the Inside the Playbook. I don't talk to them. I was talking to the guys from um, Those Guys NFL this week, and he pointed out the exact same thing. The Chargers have basically got the number one pick overall, yep. but so do the Cowboys. Exactly. Because the guy who the Chargers will probably take, they don't need. No, they don't want it. And you know what? If, if they end up taking Bosa, um, you know, that's fine. There's a lot of people saying they might take Buckner. Because uh, he really fits that defensive scheme for them. Either way, it's still it's still all, a good pick, you know. And then you've got the 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 um sorry the Ravens at five. They're going to have their pick of Bosa Buckner, maybe Miles Jack, maybe Jalen Ramsey. Tunsil like, could fall to those. So, teams. Yeah, if, all, all it's going to take is you know if the if the Chargers take Buckner, Cowboys take Miles Jack. You're telling me the Ravens are going to get Laramie Tunsil at five? The, the he could have gone number one. It's unbelievable. And this is, you know, thank you, Rams. Thank you, Eagles, because it's making, you know, it's you guys good. might have a real chance of getting Jalen Ramsey now. You just oh, don't know how it's going to fall. Even tease me. You might not happen. have to take um, Hargraves. You might not have to take every, him. I'm telling you, every, every draft, single mock draft. If Jalen Ramsey's not there, that's who you're has taking. Hard, yes, um, Hargraves going to the Bucks. Um, moving on, news that just dropped, or oh, dropped yesterday. Tom Brady's suspension has been upheld by the. U.S. Appeals Court, he will miss the first four games. And when I go to get my NFL news, I go to Donald Trump. Leave Tom Brady alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's a great guy. It's enough. It's enough. It is enough. Leave him alone. And you know who was cringing more than anyone after that? Tom Brady. (laughs) Don't put me in your camp, psycho. Yeah, so look, it's, it's very odd. Now, what people don't get carried away... The courts haven't held up the ruling of the suspension. It's not that they're saying it was right to be suspended. They're holding up the the fact that Roger Goodell has been given this power to suspend people, and just because a, a lawyer and you know a judge comes in and says no, the suspension's not worthy, that's not a judge's decision. That is Roger Goodell's decision. The players voted on that. They decided he could have that power, and this is what the U.S. Appeals Court's doing. Tom Brady apparently is going to keep fighting this. The next step is the Supreme Court. They are going to laugh that away. Touch, uh, they won't hear it. Yeah, the U.S. They will Supreme not. Court. They will, they will say, "Take your suspension." Yeah, they listen to real things now, where the black people should be allowed to go to college and uh, real issues. Exactly. You know, that's what the Supreme Court does. But what they can do is appeal to the full appeals court. So it was three judges. You can appeal to all of them, which I think's twenty-two. Something like yeah. that. Quite, but I, they're ruling what they are. They're ruling not going to overturn on. it. No, though. they're ruling on 
They're not ruling on whether the suspension's worthy. That's not what they're ruling on. They're ruling on whether he has the power to do that, and he does. In the NFL constitution, that's the power he's been given by the NFL Players Association. They voted for it. Exactly, and by the NFL. Players voted for it. What I want to see now is I want to see the NFL come to to Tom Brady and go, you know what, Um, you're not... Having you're not facing a suspension, we're going to avoid those games. Now they won't because of the big in your face action the Patriots carried on with when he got let off. That's what I'd love to see. Could I'll go to Tom Brady and go, you know what, it's done now. It's a year on. You can play. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to remove you. Or you know you can serve one game. So you, you know that 10 second clip that we played of Donald Trump before. Mm. It was actually just part of he went on he went on a rant for for ages. It was hours of of rants. So actually. Hours through of hours of rants, and I actually got some uh, some some good audio. I don't know if this has been released yet, but uh, this is Donald Trump uh, after saying leave Tom Brady alone. He went on for a while, and then he came up with this one. All you people care about is readers and making money off of her. She's a human. All you people want is more, 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 more. Leave her alone. I don't know why I was referring to him <laughs> as a her, but uh, I've still got more of those grabs. Like I said, it was. Hours worth of rants, so I've still got a couple more audio that we'll play later on in the show. I'll just jump in every now and then and just give you a bit more. But uh, yeah, it was it was quite interesting actually. He was he looked a bit uh, distressed. Did Donald Trump? <laughs> Sounds very different. I will say Trump had a good day. Clean swept all the primaries today. Um, this is amazing. Josh Norman has sunk to fourth on the uh, on the run sheet today. Yeah, I know. The Panthers rescinded Josh Norman's franchise tag because they felt they couldn't get a deal done. He goes and signs a five-year, $75 million deal with the Redskins, $50 million guaranteed. This is it's a, a bizarre strange story. one. It's only ever happened two other times in NFL history. Basically, what's happened, they've sat down with Josh Norman. People have to understand, Josh Norman's not... People think he's young. He's 29. He's 20. He'll be 29 for the start. 29 the when the season starts. So he's... You know, cornerbacks in this league, maybe two or three more years. I reckon that's oh, at best. At best, it's a it's a tough position to play because you have to make you have to hit people a lot, and it's a it's a speed position. You lose your your feet, you're done. Every year, there's so, a ton of young rookie receivers. Exactly, and there's a past, t- there's yeah. a ton of young rookie corners as well coming through. Um, so basically, they he wanted a five year deal, which obviously he went and got from the moronic Redskins, which we'll get to next. The Panthers said, "There's no way we're giving you that. We'll give you a two year deal." They were talking around the thirty five million dollar mark, so not much off, but he wanted sixteen plus million, and per. basically he per year. Basically, he had what he thought he had them over a barrel, and then what the Panthers did is they went, "Okay, well, you know what? We're not going to get a deal done." You're going to be a distraction in the locker room because you're already carrying on. You're already pulling this team apart with the way you're behaving. We're just going to rescind the offer. And then apparently when he caught wind of that, he tried to sign his tender before it was rescinded. So he's gone, crap, they're going to pull it away from me. And he didn't get the signature yeah. done. They rescinded it. He, so, cl- he clearly didn't want to leave. No, he didn't. And it's going to hurt him. I, I promise you it's going to hurt him. Well, he said, you know, my manager's been going too hard and blah, blah, blah. I'll sign the tender. I'll find my manager. And they're like, mate, your manager is you. an extension of you. Exactly. He's not just See saying no cornerbacks in the league are worth over $16 million. That would, he's now the highest paid cornerback. So let's get on to the, the signing with the Redskins. He, visit, he visited the um, the 49ers, which 
amazes me that they didn't give him this ridiculous contract. Apparently, they offered him something very similar to what the Panthers were offering him. So he went into Redskins, and basically they blew him away with this offer. He signed within half an hour of meeting with them. I think it is paying way too much money. He's going to be 34 no, when he comes off this up. contract. Oh, I don't nothing against him. Yeah, he is. He's treating this as a business. He is going to be 29, and he knows he needs to get paid. The Redskins are idiots. Not only have they bringing in this guy is renowned as the best cover three corner in the NFL. What that means is he plays in a deep zone and he presses the line. He doesn't have to worry about the underneath coverage. He's very good at it, and he's been super successful the last couple of years. If he'd landed in somewhere like Seattle or Arizona, I would have been like, yep, great signing, perfect scheme fit. The Redskins are a 3-4 blitzing system. When you blitz a lot, you leave corners in one-on-one coverage. You're going to have Josh Norman four times a year against Des Bryant and Odell Beckham Jr. when you want to blitz the quarterback and leave him one-on-one. He's going to have to earn his money. If he plays well, I will eat all my words. All I'm saying is from what I've seen of Josh Norman over the past four years and over the past two years where he's excelled is that he's he's fit that scheme. This is not the scheme for him. Time will tell. I'm not saying it won't work, but I'm saying they're setting him up for it not to. If someone came along to me, had a meeting, offered me double what I was on now, guaranteed I'm to gone. go to work, even if I was, if, even if I knew I wasn't going to be good at it, I'm signing it because it's guaranteed. I said nothing against Josh yeah. Norman. It is a business, and as he, you know, in three years' time, they'll they'll cut him. He'll get his pay still. He'll get his fifty million dollars. Good on him. I just think he could have picked more. He could have picked wiser. Obviously, winning is not at the top of his card. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the last handful of teams and their draft needs. Coming up now, we have teams draft needs for starting at the Miami Dolphins. James, what do they need? Um, I, I, NFL.com has them needing a cornerback as the top need. I have them needing running back. I would be really surprised if they don't move up from 13. It's kind of one of my big predictions for the draft Friday. I think you'll see them move into the top 10. Maybe a deal with Cleveland, something along the lines of that. Running back's their biggest thing, but they need help everywhere. Um, defensive end, they need to replace now because they let Olivia Vernon leave. Uh, Cameron Wake's getting older. Offensive guard, they definitely need help there. Offensive tackle, Brandon Albert's coming off an injury, and he's, he's 32 now. So I would think you'll look them to get cornerback or running back in the draft. Picking number 12, the New Orleans Saints. They need everything, but they, where should they start? They need everything defensive. This needs to be an all-defensive draft. They had a historically bad defense last year. Um, they need to start with defensive line. They do have some okay pass rushes. Um, Cameron Jordan's a good player, or Jordan Cameron, whichever way it is. One's a tight end, one's a D end. <laughs> Can never get them right. <laughs> I think it's Jordan Cameron, the defensive end. Take your word for it. Uh, also, one's big and black and one's big and white. So if you see them, you can tell, but I you like just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like both of them. Um, yeah, that, that they need defensive tackle. I think you'll see them maybe, maybe target D tackle early in the draft. They could not stop the run last year. They'll find a, a big hybrid guy to play the five technique in that 3 4. Um, then move on to outside linebacker in the in, in the second round. Picking eleven will be the Chicago Bears. Finished last year six and ten, which was a surprise. We didn't think they'd be. They were okay at times. They crashed late in the season, but they Switch, were all right. Switching defensive schemes. First year in that You've scheme, you've got to be well. pretty happy with that. I thought they were pretty good. They need that pass rusher, that pure three four 
edge rusher. Uh, I have them taking. I am almost going to guarantee this pick. Ooh, look out! Len, Le, Leonard Floyd out of Georgia. The only thing that will stop not, you them can buy t- my lunch. You pay for the pizza. Okay. The only thing that will stop them taking him is if he's gone. And I know that sounds obvious, but if he's there, they're taking him. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, that, that's their biggest need. They could do some help on the O-line, but it's not their biggest. They've got Kyle Fuller, the young cornerback, so that's not a big concern. They can fill that in the later rounds. Pass rusher and defensive line for me is what you, you need that in the 3-4. Picking 10, the New York Giants. Once again, they were 6-10 and 10 as well. New coach, new systems. Same offensive system, though. It's not going to change. You'll see that offense still do really well. Um, NFL.com had them needing offensive line. I don't agree with that. They've, they've taken some offensive linemen. They'll get Will Beatty back from injury, who's a really above, he's above average starting left tackle. And they have uh, Flowers last year, who they took in, in the first round to play the other tackle spot. Guards and center isn't a problem for them. They need a pass rusher. They need a defensive end. They have lacked that. Um, since old the old fingerless lost his fingers, Kablamo. he's yeah he's struggled. Um, now they did fill that role with Olivia Vernon, and they brought in the D tackle Snacks Harrison from the Jets, but he's not a pass rusher. They've still only got one pass rusher, and unless JPP can get back to that, they also need a linebacker. So that front seven's really got to improve for them. Picking ninth, my crappy Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, not that crappy. They will not go offense in this draft, and nor should they, unless a really good offensive tackle falls to them, i.e. Laramie Tunsil, which which they won't. They should be taking cornerback. It is a given they take Jalen Ramsey or Vernon Hargraves, I think. They'll take one of them if Ramsey's able to fall to them. Who knows? Maybe a defensive end as well. What are you two up to? No, I just got I got more from Donald Trump. Did you want to hear it? So obviously we heard some before. He actually continued on. Here's, here's some more of what he said. You're lucky she even performed for you, bastard. <laughs> you are he, he got idiot. really upset. The, he got really distressed. The Cleveland Browns are now picking down at eight. <sighs> they need quarterback. That's no doubt about it. They're but not they taking will, one there. They will not get it there. They will not take Paxton Lynch that early or Connor Cook. Um, they've got a good chance of getting them someone like that in the number two pick in the second round. Uh, they certainly need a wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. They need could do with a running back. If Ezekiel Elliott's there, I'd, it'd be pretty hard to, to toss that up. But if he's there, I think you'll find Miami will want to come down for him. Uh, defensive line, inside linebacker, offensive line. You yeah. name it, they need they it. They need it. <laughs> Picking seventh would be the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, quarterback as well, obviously. Most teams down They won't take one there either. No, they're not going to get one there. This is why they're why the Eagles traded up, because they knew Carson Wentz wasn't going to get past them. Um, so that that's the bottom line. They could also do with an inside linebacker. People forget they lost Patrick Willis and Chris Borland last year. Navarro Bowman came back from injury and was really good last season. But, you know, losing you know, you lost Navarro Bowman in the start of last season and then Chris Borland comes in and does an ex- outstanding job and then retires and then you lose Patrick Willis. All of a sudden, what a big strength them was. And when they were winning a couple of years ago, their linebackers were why. They fixed the D-line last year, taking Eric Armstead. I think you'll see them um, go go inside linebacker. Maybe a Reggie Ragland, maybe a Jaron Lee. Or you could see them go O-tackle. I imagine Ronnie Stanley will be there for them. Picking six would be the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, these guys need O-line as well. They would love for Laramie Tunsil to fall to them, and because of the trades... It's, Just might. It might. It's all going to come down to what the Chargers do. Yeah, and I then think so too. if the O-line-hungry Cowboys can pass up not taking him, that would be... I, I imagine that would be very difficult for them not to take him. Um, so we'll see what happens. They also need cornerback, and they need D-line, So and outside linebacker. So you know what? 
what they need, one of those guys are going to fall to them. You're either going to get Bosa, Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack. You're going to get one of them. Imagine pairing Miles Jack up with CJ Mosley. That's a pretty yeah, good could be really, really good. Picking at five, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the money spending Jacksonville Jaguars this offseason. Well, they did. They fixed a lot up. They do need a center, but they will not take one this early. <laughs> Definitely won't take one this early. No. Maybe in the second round if Ryan Kelly's sitting there for him. Doubtful, but that's what they'll take. Cornerback, though, if Jalen Ramsey falls for them, they will be absolutely wrapped. They will play him at safety. Uh, outside linebacker, you could see a guy like uh, Floyd go real early here. There's been talks about Shaq Lawson at the top of the draft. Remember, Dion Jordan went a couple of years ago to the Dolphins, um, which was a shock at three. You could see something similar here. They won't go D-line. They've got Flowers coming back. Fowler coming off injury, you know, the number three pick from last year. And they have set Senderic Marks, and they just signed Malik Jackson. So D-line's pretty strong for them now. Number four, your Dallas Cowboys. Cornerback and defensive line are their, are their real concerns. And the beauty is that they're basically picking number two in this draft. And the fact that they don't need Laramie Tunsil, I think the Chargers are going to take. They're basically picking number one in my mind. They will have their pick of Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, Joey Bosa. Whoever they want. They can really fix them up. They're, they will not be taking a quarterback now. There's no way. Um, you could even see them trade out. I don't know. They've got the great thing for the Chargers and the Cowboys. They have all the tickets in their hands now. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Speaking of the Chargers, they will be picking three. They were a real disappointment for me last year. The fact that they're picking third in the draft. It was injuries. Their O line was riddled with injuries. Yep, and they, they had third stringers starting at tackle. And they lost their weapons on the outside. Yep. So some things hurt them and didn't go their way, but this could be a real bounce back team. You get yeah. Laramie Tunsil here, which oh, we'll get to my mock draft next. I think that's who they're gonna take. Um they could also do a defensive line. There's been a lot of talks about um DeForest Buckner. Maybe they take him. Excuse me. Maybe, right there? Yeah, sorry. I just uh, <laughs> almost choked on my words for a second. Um, the bottom line is that they can do whatever they want here, and it's going to be hard to let Laramie Tunsil go, but if they decide they can get another guy later, they could trade out. They could trade back in. They have all the. They have so many options here, so good luck to them. I think they're going to really rebound. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll select Wentz, you would think. Yes, you'd have to think they'll select Wentz. And you've got their needs, though. Running back, offensive line, pass rusher. They do not have a number one wide receiver. The stupid thing is that I think quarterback's probably about 10th on their list of needs from their roster. So, it, look, I don't. if Carson Wentz ends up being a superstar, then yeah, great, great trade. But I just... There's so many other needs that they desperately need. They have two quarterbacks on the roster already who are both... Sometimes it'd be killing to have those quarterbacks, i.e. Jets and Denver. Um, I think running back was their biggest... For me, running back was their biggest need. And I thought they could have got it with Zeke Elliott. And number one, the LA Rams will Quarterback. Pick, and they'll take Jared It Goff. is their biggest need. They have everything else sorted out. Their D-line is strong. Um, they could probably do with another defensive back after losing Janoris Jenkins and a big-time wide receiver, but they'll deal with that in the second round. There will be a receiver there in the second round for him. TCU's um, Josh Dodson. I'd be shocked if he made it to this. If he made it to fifteen in the second round. Oh, because you know, oh, they, sorry, they don't even top. have a second round. Oh, of they're, course, because they don't pick till about the fourth. So then they're not going to get that. But you know, they can find that later. They need to get the quarterback. They're moving to LA. They need a guy to, to build the statues about, to put the post the posters up of. That's what they need to do to get people in the doors. It's a hard market, so good luck to them. 
Next, we'll take a look at one JA's mock draft. We'll also take a look at the Australians who are eligible for the draft this year. Fresh off my starring performance today with Andy Ma. Oh, you mentioned it again? I think he, I I think he prefers about... to be called Andrew or Mr. Ma. I called him Andy. He seemed cool with it. Mm, not what he told me secretly on chat. Today we were, <laughs> today we were talking quickly um, about a couple of Australians, but we couldn't go in deep as we can now. There's seven Australians who are eligible for the NFL draft. I'll quickly rifle through them. Brad Craddock, kicker out of Maryland. Lockie Edwards, punter out of Sam Houston State. Adam Gotsis, defensive lineman out of Georgia Tech. Our man Tom Hackett, punter out of Utah. Jamie Keehan, punter out of LSU. Alex Keneal, punter out of Wake Forest. And Blake Moore, offensive lineman out of Baylor. There's a lot there, for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you and I feel pretty strongly that Adam Gotsis will find himself drafted. Gotsis, I would, I would be absolutely gutted and shocked if he didn't get drafted. Someone is going to... He is... One of the top defensive linemen coming out of college football. He was a leader there. NFL.com have got him rated in the top 100 players. If it wasn't for his knee injury, he'd be right up there close to the top 50. I think if, if, if injuries aside, I think he would have gone second round. That's my personal belief. Um, as you said with Andy today, I did listen. Thanks, man. His effort. So did I. Guys Thanks, love, Chris. coaches love that sort of player. He will give you 100%. He may take some time to develop, but I think, you know, the the ceiling for him is to be an above average NFL starter. And I think the floor would for him to be would to be a very good rotational defensive lineman. Either way, you're gonna get your money's worth in the fourth or fifth round. And then who knows what a guy like that who's been playing football for what, five or six years, compared to these guys who have been playing for fifteen, sixteen, twenty years. So He's still got some learning to do, but very excited to see. You know, we you've coached you coached him. Yep. I had the pleasure of him kicking my ass for a season once. It was <laughs> he was an outstanding player at the age of sixteen, seventeen. So it's great to think back now. Thinking back then, we thought, I wonder if Adam, I wonder if he'll make it. I wonder if he'll make it at Georgia Tech, yeah. and then him doing so well there. And then I wonder if he can get to the NFL. And all of a sudden, we're on the doorstep of him about to get drafted in the NFL. It's very exciting. Um, you know, for Gridiron Victoria and the Monash Warriors where he played, it's it's exciting. Absolutely. The next person who I think's got the best chance of getting drafted out of that group is Tom Hackett, two-time Ray Guy Award winner. So many stats that he's broken. He was on the Pac-12s All-Century team. Lots and lots of different accolades. He is the best punter in this class. Hands down. On average, and and I've looked back sort of the last six, seven years at the NFL draft, there's one or two punters taken every year. Um, Rarely is there a year where there are no punters taken. If they do take one, it'll be Hackett. He will get drafted. I really believe he will get drafted somewhere. The other one, a lot of places I've been looking on have Lockie Edwards at a little Sam Houston State as about the third or fourth sort of best punter in the nation. If two go, he's got the next best chance. I think for the other um, punters in um, Canel Keehan, they'll have to try and make it as undrafted free agents. For sure. Um, and Brad Craddock, most places that, that I've been looking have him listed as about the fifth, sixth best kicker in the nation. This was a guy, though, who last year I think was just about at 100%. He might have missed one, if yep. that, uh, field goals throughout the entire season. I think this year was uh, 
not quite as good, but the year before he was mm. the best kicker just about without a doubt. Yep, and what hurts him this year is those other kickers didn't miss any yeah. looking through it. so The kicker out of, I think, USC, who they think might go in the second round, he's some Spanish name, yeah. I think he'll go. Kickers occasionally, there's a slightly higher number than versus punters that get drafted. Yeah. But once again, I think it'll be really tough for, for Brad. He'll get a shot but somewhere, I think but he'll get I don't think to he'll camp. get drafted. The other guy I'm really interested in seeing is, is Blake Muir. He's been really good for Baylor. Uh, a starting lineman there, but I just don't see... I, I want to get more information on him, but NFL.com don't even have him in the scouting report. No, he's... Um, I can't find on ESP... I cannot find his draft report. Yeah, I've he done wasn't a, at the combine either. I've done a lot of searching on him. Look, he was on the Big 12s um, all-team. He's been on the all-academic team for two years, so he's clearly good at his schooling. Um, as a senior, he started every single game for Baylor. And that's a good team. That Baylor team was a They're really a good team, team last two years. He's been playing his part. I'd love to be able to find some more information on so I could find what the knocks are, but I couldn't find him listed. Yeah, The best I could find, he was sort of ranked. What's his size? About the 50th best guard he's in a, the class, which is which is guy. pretty low. I think you'll find he will not get drafted, and that's no disrespect intended to him, but I think you'll see him on a roster. I think he'll get picked up as an undrafted guy. Hopefully, you know, he can get himself going. But he's a guy who said he's a super intelligent guy, all academics. I think he'll do fine no matter what. Um, but he'll, he'll he'll get his shot, and that's important. Yep, and his younger brother also plays line at Baylor as well. So we might see him come out in the next year or two. Wow. Do you guys yeah. want to hear any more from uh, Trump? Like I said, it was yeah, sure. a, a long interview. So he's, he's a bit more of what Trump had to say on uh, on Tom Brady. Speaking of professionalism, when is it professional to publicly bash someone who's going through a hard time? He's struggling, Brady. He really yeah. is. I think the hardest thing for him is his love life. You know, it must be so hard having a wife that's kind of not up to his standard in looks. <laughs> He's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel there with that Victoria's Secret. His wife only model. earns a little bit more than him as well. Oh, yeah, only about $20 million a year more than him. Yeah, which I think is, it's a whole lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah, oh, no, but Tom Brady doesn't earn much because he keeps taking pay cuts for the Patriots. That's the Patriot way. <laughs> So good luck to all the Australians. Uh, I know we'll certainly be watching it across the weekend starting on Friday morning at about 10 o'clock our time. But James, you've cleaned up your mock draft after it got annihilated in the last two weeks thanks to all the trades. Yeah. Start at number one. We'll try and do this rapid fire. I'm not sure how much time we got left, Chris. Can you help me out a bit? We have 15, 20 minutes. Oh, oh we've we got, got heaps of time. time. Oh, we get deep diving into I this I will stuff. just give a bit of an explanation. The last mock draft I did, I did it from what I would do. So basically, I was doing it as I'm the GM, I'm picking the player. What I'm doing now with this one is I'm trying to be the team, all right? I'm trying to think what they will do. So as you'll see, when I get to teams like the Jets and the Browns, I make some odd decisions because I think that's what they're going to do. We'll see how many I get right. I'm trying to put myself in their war room and make the decision for them. Number one, L.A., Jared Goff, quarterback out of Cal, I said, I think he is the best quarterback in the draft. Um, it, it's hard. I don't know where the hype... Well, I'll just say now, Carson Wentz is number two. That's what Philly traded up for. I like vanilla and chocolate. Exactly. Yum, yum. So who was Carson Wentz vanilla or chocolate? Oh, they're both white, so I don't think I they have anything to do with it. This is tough. This could get um, racial, so let's just stay away from this. He also uh, said he likes pepperoni pizza and... Sausage or something like that. Jesus Christ. I'd, I'd have to see them naked to judge then. 
I think Jared Goff's the best quarterback in the draft. What scares me is the system he's come from. It is a run-pass option system, as John Gruden on quarterback corner called it, or quarterback camp. I haven't seen any called, so far this oh, season. He's, he's a nutcase. He <laughs> he's nutcase. very entertaining and also cringeworthy. Did you see, really quick while I'm talking about Gruden, you see Tariko has left ESPN today. Yes, he, today. I did see that. My heart breaks. It's big news. It's huge news. He does so much for them. Like, he Apparently does basketball he's going and everything. For, he wants to be involved with the tennis and Olympics. And Olympics, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Either way, I've got Jared Goff 1, Carson Wentz 2, and then San Diego are just licking their chops because they take Laramie Tunsil, the left tackle, out of Ole Miss. How about this guy falling to you at 3? Um, the best tackle in the draft. The best, the best rated player in the draft. He is a left tackle, so that obviously brings his rating down. But this is a guy they can plug in straight away as a starting left tackle, play for 10 years. He's powerful. He's got great hands, great technique. He'll seal the backside off. He's just an outstanding football player, and the Chargers are wrapped that they're getting him at, at three. So with that happening, who do your Dallas Cowboys take? I believe they take Miles Jack, linebacker out of UCLA. I said, Joey Bosa is the guy who everyone thinks, and some have said Jalen Ramsey. I they could take Ramsey. Ramsey's dropped off a little bit. The, the trouble with Ramsey is he's not a coverage guy. He's Did LA an, draft up to get him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He might be gone from one. Uh, he might be gone to the Chargers, so we don't know. But the bottom line is, in my opinion, Miles Jack is a once-in-a-lifetime player. There is no one that athletic in the draft. There is no one that can do all the things he does. I think you put him next to Sean Lee. Eventually, you know, I know um, Randy Gregory's... Um, What's the word? Suspended for four games. And our other Dan, who is completely slipping my mind right now that I love, is is suspended for four games as well. So those suspensions will end. You need to look. You're not looking at the first four games of the season. You're looking at the whole season and then the future. I think Miles Jack's the way to go there. And I think that Jerry and Stephen Jones will not be able to pass up an elite athlete like that. Looking to number five, the Jacksonville Jags. Jalen Ramsey, safety out of Florida. Two weeks ago, Jacksonville would have had no chance of getting this guy. Now he's a very realistic chance. I thought Joey Bosa, but the fact that they're getting their number one pick from last year, coming back from injury, plus they signed Malik Jackson, I think you, you sure up. For them, he can play safety. He doesn't have to play corner. So I think it's a really good pick for them. Number six, Baltimore Ravens. Joey Bosa, defensive end. It's a bargain down there. It is a great bargain. I said, we've had our, you know, our, I don't know what the right word is. We haven't been too high on Joey Bosa. I don't know why. When you watch his tape, he's good. He just doesn't play that electric. I think he is a steal, though, at six in the draft. He's a guy who was possibly going to go number two to Cleveland a few weeks ago. They will get him. They'll put him in that scene. They've got Terrell Suggs and Elvis Dumaville are their pass rushers who are very old. I think it's a great move by them if they can get him there. Number seven will be the San Francisco 49ers. They take Ronnie Stanley, tackle out of Ole Miss. This is a guy who has shot up the boards lately. A lot of people are saying he's, in fact, better than Laramie Tunsil. I disagree. I think the San Francisco 49ers get an absolute steal there. They would have wanted a quarterback, but they're not going to get that. So I think they'll they'll take that tackle. Number eight will be the Cleveland Browns. DeForest Buckner, Dan Oregon. Look, this was purely just how the, how the chips fell for them. I thought maybe they'll take Ezekiel Elliott, but I just don't think they have so many bigger bigger um, worries than that. They took Duke Johnson last year in the third or fourth round, and they have um, Isaiah Crowell there, so it's not their biggest issue. 
Buckner could add a dynamic piece. He could play that five technique in the three four. Um, you get Bacavius Mingo rushing the edge there. You can build a pretty good side of a defense, which their defense wasn't terrible last year. So I think that's a good move. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vernon Hargraves, cornerback out of Florida. The third. The third. Sorry, it, this just makes sense. I don't think he's the. I don't think he's the ninth best player in the draft, but that's not always how these how drafts go. They desperately need a cornerback. They will be going all defensive. Maybe if Cleveland take, if Cleveland were to take um, Ezekiel Elliott, Tampa Bay might pick up DeForest Buckner, which would be huge for you guys. There's also a possibility that Ronnie Stanley falls to you, which would be absolutely fantastic as well to secure that O line. Diddling. Sorry, my phone's going off. Um, number 10, New York Giants. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, running back out of Ohio State. You pair him with Odell Beckham. You've got a couple more years of Eli Manning at the top of his game left. This is a great pick for them there. Um, I think in this area, you could start to see maybe Miami trying to jump up. I think they could maybe try and jump up with Cleveland as well to try and get Ezekiel Elliott. They will, not, they will really want him. They've already made it pretty clear. So it'd be interesting to see if there's a trade there. The what are we up to? Chicago. Chicago Bears. Leonard Floyd, OLB, out of Georgia. This is the one I feel absolutely certain about. I'll be really upset if he doesn't go here. I think he's a perfect fit for that scheme, and he is a perfect need pick and a perfect talent pick. There, he's a very good football player. Hard edge rusher will give them exactly what they need in that three-four defense. Pick twelve with the New Orleans Saints. A. Sean Robinson, D. Tackle out of Alabama. He is the best three technique in the in in the college. Football, he will come in and instantly improve that defense. He plays with a ton of effort. He's powerful. He's quick to close on tacklers. A really, really good pick for New Orleans here. Uh, pick 13 be the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I have them taking Jack Conklin, O-Tackle out of Michigan State. This is another guy who's shooting up the boards. Uh, I had him about 25 on my board a week ago. Oh, sorry, two, two weeks ago. And just from the, the tape that's been coming out and all the reviews that have been coming out from his pro day... He shot up to about 15 on most guys' boards. Um, a lot of saying he could be the best tackle in the draft as well. So there's kind of three of them that are up there at the moment. Uh, he's big, he's strong, he also has quick feet. He could play left tackle or right tackle, and he could also be a guard because he's got the size. Pick 14 will be the Oakland Raiders. Eli Apple, cornerback out of Ohio State. Um, this is a little bit of a need pick. They need defensive players. That's been their biggest struggle the last couple of seasons. Eli Apple is the best available cornerback at this position. There's no available safety that you want to take this early, uh, unless they can. Unless if they can't trade out, Eli Apple's the good pick for them out of Ohio State. There's gonna be a few Ohio State players going in this first round. The record is seven, I think, to Miami yeah. one year. Yeah, pick- no, it's six. Seven would break it. Ah, sorry. Yeah. Pick 15, the Tennessee Titans, who traded down from number one. Yeah, I think, look, there's a lot of talk that Tennessee will try and get back up into that first round. Now, if you see Laramie Tunsil fall to kind of eight, which I don't think you will, you'll definitely see them jump up. Also, Ronnie Stanley sitting there at um, sitting there at seven or eight. They might try and move up with the Browns or the 49ers. But if they don't, I have them taking Kevin Dodd, defensive end out of Clemson. He had a huge game in the national championship game. He's a hard edge rusher. He could be a really good fit for this. He is a he is a four three defensive end in college, but he has the speed and the technique to easily play a three four outside linebacker and rotate in and play a little bit of five tech. Pick sixteen, the Detroit Lions. They take Sheldon Rankins, D tackle out of Louisville. 
I would have loved for them to get an offensive lineman, but there's just not one available here. He's the next best D-tackle in the draft. They were dominant when they had Ndamukong and Sue. They need to replace that. Pick 17, the Atlanta Falcons. Weight up between Reggie Ragland and Darren Lee here. I went with Darren Lee, Ohio State. I think he suits that 4-3 system a little bit better. Sorry, that th- they're in a 3-4 now, aren't they? They are. They're in a 3-4. He suits that system a bit better. He's super fast, and the guys find that very attractive. You get an absolute superstar athlete, you can teach him football. Pick 18, Indianapolis. Taylor Decker, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. This is the fifth Ohio State player I have going now. This is purely a need pick. I probably have Taylor Decker ranked about the 30th player in the draft, but if Indianapolis come out of this draft without taking an offensive tackle, the fans will hang their GM. It is ridiculous. They've got to build that O-line. They have to have it. They've got the receivers. Their defense isn't terrible. They can fix that later with a few pieces. They need the O-line to get keep Andrew Luck healthy. Pick 19, the Buffalo Bills. Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver, Mississippi. I basically wanted a big, strong route runner to compliment Sammy Watkins. Two pretty good weapons. Exactly. If this Tyron guy, Taylor would be happy with that. Well, this guy could draw single coverage. That's a whole idea. Then you have a guy like Clay, the tight end, who's a really good underneath route runner. He fits into that system. I don't think he's the best wide receiver in the draft, but I think he's the best for Buffalo. Pick 20 will be the New York Jets. I have them. This is one of these bonehead things that I think they're going to do. I think they're going to take Paxton Lynch, quarterback, out of Memphis. What I would say about that will require Chris to do some work, so I won't do it. It's that's That would be such a bad decision. There is so much talk about them taking Paxton Lynch. It could be a smokescreen. On the other hand, they need it desperately. They have great receivers. They have a good offensive line. They have good tight ends. They have good running backs. They need... Just pay Fitzpatrick and get him in a camp. I agree, but this is this could be the alternative. Pick 21, the Washington Redskins. I've hung with this one the whole time. Ryan Kelly, center from Alabama. I think he is he's definitely the best center in the draft. I think he's probably the fourth best offensive lineman, including the tackles. He slots in just after Jack Conklin, in my mind. He's an outstanding talent. He's smart. He's played in Alabama, who are one of the best college teams ever. I think he would be a no-brainer pick here for them. It's just whether they're ballsy enough to make that decision. Pick 22, Houston. Will Fuller, wide receiver, Notre Dame. (laughs) Be it known that he's not my number one receiver in the draft either. No, and quite frankly, you've pushed your number one receiver all the way down to somebody else. What has changed your mind? It's nothing to do with him as a player. This is need. I see Will Fuller. He is the fastest player in the draft. He's speed and he can get downfield. You pair that... With 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 um, DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to run all the, the crisp routes, the over the middle stuff, you were going to get him getting single coverage. What do you like? Do you like a slow big receiver in single coverage, or one that can get down the field? And I burn like someone? one that can take the top off the defense. Exactly, <laughs> it's a bit of as an I, advantage. As I said, I'm I'm picking from their from their their um, their perspective. I think that's someone who could fit that system and help them win straight away. They're in their bracket. Pick 23, Minnesota Vikings in their nice new dome. Josh Doxson, wide receiver, TCU. That kid's a gun. He is a superstar. He, is, he has all the moves. If it, I, wasn't, if it wasn't for the broken hand late last he'd year, be he'd be even higher. Exactly. I think he's a very good player, and I think he's a great fit for Minnesota. He's quick enough to be that, that take-the-top-off guy, also runs great routes. Pick 24 will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Robert Nkamdichi, D-tackle Mississippi. This is the guy who's had some off-field issues. He's a 
pretty obnoxious character. If there's a disc- pool for who's the first rookie to get arrested, I want him. It hasn't been violent, though. He's just been in trouble for speaking his mind. He's a knucklehead. Exactly. He's going to get arrested for doing something stupid. <laughs> you said that about uh, the Tampa Bay quarterback last year as well. So I did. Who knows? He's one year in. <laughs> Guy, NFL teams can work with him. There is no doubt he is the second-rated defensive lineman in this draft. He will go first round. Pick 25, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback Clemson. I don't think this guy should be going in the first round, but Pittsburgh are desperate. The other guy they might take is a Von Bell safety or a Keanu Neal safety, but I think... You're going to look to trade down? Potentially, but they need... find someone to do it with, They yeah. need a cornerback. Pick 26, the Seattle Seahawks. Jermaine Effetti, offensive guard, Texas A&M. He's been giving some hard names in this <laughs> rundown, haven't you? <laughs> I'm outstanding at it, though. He is a guy who wasn't on my last mock draft. There's a couple of them, actually. I think he is the best offensive guard in the in the college system. Seattle need that. It's a bit of a need pick. I don't. He's not a 26 ranked player at all, but he's tough. He's strong. He's powerful. He will fit that running game. Pick 27, the Green Bay Packers. Reggie Ragland, inside linebacker out of Alabama. He's much lower than you had him last. I time. I had him at eight last time, and I think he's about ranked up about that level, about 10. I think he's ranked, but I think Jerron Lee has shot above him purely because of his combine. Reggie Ragland's just a little bit slower, but what he does suit is that Green Bay Packers 3-4 scheme. You move, move Clay back to the outside, you improve two positions. Reggie Ragland could be a you know 10-year starter at middle linebacker. He's that kind of player. Pick 28, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is my number one wide receiver in the draft, Corey Coleman, wide receiver Baylor. He's fell this far. He's a little bit small, and he doesn't do anything exceptional. He's an all-round guy. Reminds me a lot of DeAndre Hopkins from a couple of years ago who went in about third round. So I think he's an outstanding talent. If you can get into Kansas City, you've got Jeremy Macklin there. You've got a superstar quarterback like Alex Smith, and you know you can build on that. Pick 29, the Arizona Cardinals. Keanu Neal, strong safety out of Flowrider. I think he is... <laughs> He's such a dickhead. I think he's an outs- He's the best safety in the draft. He can cover. He can hit. Reminds me a ton of Jimmy Ward that went to the 49ers a couple of years ago who was fit into that system really well, been an under-the-radar guy. I think Arizona need him to pair him up. They love that safety. two safeties down in the box system, playing that cover three. He will be the perfect opposite the Honey Badger. I think it's a great pick there. Pick 30, the Carolina Panthers. A bit of a fall for this one for me. Shaq Lawson, defensive end of the Clemson. A lot of guys have him as the best defensive end, but much like um, Corey Coleman, he doesn't do anything exceptional. He's just a football player. Carolina would be wrapped. I don't know if he'll be there. Something, you know, a couple of picks go a different way early. He's gone at 15, but I think you'll find he'll be sitting there for him. And if he is, they'll be taking him and adding to that already really good defense. Last pick in the first round will be 31 to Denver. I was going to go quarterback here, but I think now with Paxton Lynch going in the first round, you're going to get either Connor Cook, um, who's the Hackenberger out of out of Penn State. In the second round, so I think you can afford to wait that. You get Cody Whitehair, the offensive guard out of Kansas State, an outstanding guard, all-round, great great pass protector, great run blocker. You put him in with CJ Anderson. You need to get that running game going now that you you will struggle to have a passing game with who knows who their quarterback's going to be. I think it's a good pick to lock that in at number 31 and get the best player available there. By the way, I don't know if Richie was being clever before, but when you were mentioning Robert Kandichi, you were saying that there was going to be a pool. Kandichi, whatever his name is. You said uh, that if, if there was a pool for players who get drafted in the first round, I don't know if you're being clever, but you know there was a whole story about him jumping 
from a hotel room into a pool and breaking his legs. That was very clever by you. I don't know if you meant it, but... He did mean it. I didn't mean good. it, but he is a knucklehead. Damn good by you. Damn, by the way, I've got one more grab from uh, from Donald Trump. Did you want to have listened to it before the show? Sure, uh, sure. Shows over? So we've been listening to these throughout the show. This is his last bit, then he kind of winds it up after this one. Please! Anyone who has a problem with her, you deal with me. Because she's not well right now. Poor Donald. Poor Donald. He's really struggled. He is struggling. As I said, though, he had a good, good couple of wins. Uh, just before we finish up today, um, it's with a, a very heavy heart. The, the club that James and I are both involved in heavily, the Croydon Rangers Gridiron Club, um, lost a great man over the weekend. Unfortunately, John Johnson um, passed doing what he loves. He's a mountaineer, an adventurist, um, and he unfortunately had an accident uh, while climbing and training to hopefully have another attack at Everest. Unfortunately, he'll never get the opportunity to do that. And it's with a, a very heavy heart. He was a big part of our club. Uh, two of his sons, Nick and Nathaniel, have both played with the Rangers as well. And we just want to send out that all of our thoughts and prayers are with John and his family. And we wish only the best for the Johnsons moving forward. Couldn't have put it better myself, Rich. So on that sad note, Thanks for downloading the SCN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. The draft is Friday morning. We'll be tweeting. We might even periscope it or Facebook Live it. A couple or of videos, I think. One of those. Do. We'll do some videos. Or we'll be at SCN America. Just make sure you head to SCN America and you'll be able to find out the dates from Doing there. updates as well. So until next week, for James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL Podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. I like vanilla and chocolate. You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.